the Seeds You Sow podcast, planting seeds of applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. Coming to you live. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's like my Martin Lawrence voice. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Seeds You Sow podcast, coming to you live, KUSF.org, in the studio, on this lovely, chill but very mm-hmm. energetic, mm-hmm. all that type of, fri- uh, almost at Friday, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, yes. Oh, On a Sunday Got afternoon. Brother Damon up in here. What's happening, y'all? Why are you over here looking like a... I'm over here, you know, getting, getting centered right now getting so we can talk about this balanced conversation. I'm trying to get balanced myself um. so I can be in the right, <laughs> proper zone. And of course, we got <laughs> Ashley. What's up, people? How y'all doing? Ashley, I always love how you come in like all calm. Yep. Like, yeah, What's up? And you go, it's capitalism, y'all. <laughs> it's capitalism. <laughs> and we need it. And then she'd be like, yeah, but um, hi. Like, I know. I ran into this time. I was talking to somebody who listens. That's a and fact. Was like, yeah, so something about Christmas. I was like, you know, I really don't do Christmas. I already know. you going to say capitalism. And I'm like, I started laughing. They started laughing. And they were like, I, I hear you. On that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, about this capitalism. gosh. But thanks for tuning in with us, guys. Excuse my voice. It sounds a little, you know, it's a little strained. Um, shout out to my team for picking me up from the airport. Was it Aisha Chicago? was out there wilding out in Chicago, y'all. You know, I'm wilding out in the windy city. And that's right. And that's okay. That's okay. I, I'm 34. There's nothing wrong with it. Last night, I felt like I was 21 again. Hey. Um, my voice is now. Forever young. <laughs> Forever the young. To the studio. That's what mm-hmm. we do. That's the life. That's that grind. Okay. And it's so fitting because today's topic. What's yeah, today's yeah. topic, Damon? Well, um, today's topic is how do I find balance in this crazy life? All of the things that we all have going on at all times. How do we find a way to manage it all, balance it, and make sure that we are covering all of the key aspects of mm-hmm. our lives? Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about today, y'all. We're so super excited. excited to share our different perspectives on maintaining balance, finding balance, creating balance, sustaining balance. Because coming from the three people in this studio, say that y'all already know we be working like 20 different creative project jobs. Lord like have making. mercy. So That's y'all, a fact. So we got some testimony. <laughs> we got some advice. Amen. And we'll get you guys thinking about how to make sure you can maintain that balance because you need that. You need Before it. we hop into the actual topic, you know, we got to do a stroll through the garden to do our, mm-hmm. you know, our weekly check-in, which I'm really excited because it's December. What's our check-in question, Damon? Our check-in question today, you know, in the spirit of the holidays, you know, we got our wine flowing and it just sounds like, you know, there should be jingle bells ringing. So <laughs> I wanted to check in with everybody and just see what is your favorite Holiday album, movie, and song. Man, who wants to go first on that? I'll let y'all take it. I'll go first. I'll go first. So, favorite holiday, I would say, song is This Christmas, Donny Hathaway. I really love it. And honestly, even if Donnie isn't singing it, if anyone's singing it, I just mm-hmm. love that as a holiday song. The Donnie one is the business, though. Yes. And this Christmas. I feel like it's a classic. It's, it's a very, like, black Christmas classic. I really and I love it. it. I that's love so it. funny yeah. because of my... And I don't, yeah, and I don't think of it as black. I'm like, that's just the only Christmas song that I love. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it probably, yeah. It just gives me like this feeling of like walking into like your grandma's house. Yeah. Shake a hand, shake a hand. Everybody's hugging. You know, you got the gumbo on your plate. Yeah. You just 
feel it. It's like, yeah. I, that's a good one. Okay, so that's your favorite Christmas song. Yes. I'm excited to hear your album. Um, so the album, I just want a classic Jackson 5 mm. Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love like Michael's voice when he was a kid. It just... It makes me feel like it's something that everyone can relate to. So. Yes, yes, Jackson Lord. Five Christmas album, and then um, for a movie, A Christmas Story. So my mom really a loves classic. that. Classic. Um, we watch it. It's on all the time during the holidays, yep. and our favorite part is when the boy sticks his tongue on the pole. <laughs> As a kid, I used to try to open the freezer and like stick it on the metal part of the freezer just to try it out. You wanted that? that I really you wanted, wanted that to experience? try it. I did make my tongue bleed on the end. Oh of it. no! But you just watch the movie, and you just have so many questions. And I was a very curious adventurous child. Oh my god. So it's very befitting of me. They play that movie nonstop. My favorite part is when um his brother, no, was it Ralphie that says mm-hmm. the cuss word? And his mom's like, and they watch his mouth that was so <laughs> the, the mom and then he was oh my God, that's poorly what did they do? <laughs> That's a family <laughs> That is the classic. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, the holiday spirit, you guys. It's December 2nd. I love the holidays. I love Christmas. Okay. So, I'll start off with the album. Originally, I was going to go with Jackson 5 Christmas, too, because that's memories around. As soon as I would come home, my mom, if I knew she was playing that and decorating the house, that was like the sound off for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you already mentioned that, I'll go with one of my second favorite Christmas albums, which I don't know if you guys are familiar, if it's going to throw you guys off too much. But one of my favorite Christmas albums is the Charlie Brown Christmas album. No! You stole mine! I <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, okay. Now I got to Google. Yeah, I got to right? get on my Googles. Go but ahead. I love the Charlie Brown Christmas. It's just such a yeah. feel-good album and the little voices. And I love the little guy. I don't know what his name is, but the one that hits that dance move where he's like going side to side. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all can't see that I'm doing it right now. So um, definitely one of my favorite Christmas albums, second to Jackson 5. My favorite Christmas song. Oh, my God. It's so hard, but... I'm going to say The Temptation Silent Night. Oh, mm. that's a great yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. You just have that great harmony of The Temptations, like this phenomenal, amazing group within itself. And the song Silent Night really brings us back to what Christmas is about, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just very calming and peaceful. And I remember like hearing it as a kid before we go to sleep and like with the lights on and everything. It just really puts you at like a nice like mood. So Silent Night is one of my favorite Christmas songs by The Temptations. Look it up. Watch the Temptations movie too. Love yeah, it. do that. Um, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then my favorite Christmas movie. Definitely love a Christmas story. I was going back and forth between two films, but I'm going to go with um, The Preacher's Wife. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can roll with that. Because the music in The Preacher's Wife is phenomenal. I remember mm-hmm. as a kid watching it, I thought Whitney Houston was so beautiful. Like her smile, the story, the concept with Denzel Washington being an angel. It's a feel-good movie. We used to watch it all the time as a kid. And I love her um, rendition of Joy to the World. Joy, joy, joy to the world. Joy to the world. Y'all know them up? Y'all know them Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, you're like, okay. You know <laughs> <laughs> like, why, you not vi- why are you not vibing with me? I was I was too busy looking at trying to find out what my album was gonna be now. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Um, favorite movie, The Preacher's Wife. Favorite mm. album, Charlie's Brown, uh, Christmas. And then favorite song, Silent Night by The Temptations. It's two very good lists. Very good lists. Let me see. Let me see if I can follow that up. So, since you stole my Christmas album, <laughs> you fun. almost stole mine because I was going to say Motown Christmas, and I feel like that would be cheating. Oh, no, that makes sense. Uh, well, I've moved on since then, and now <laughs> I'm going to go with the Christmas on Death Row, okay? Because that album right there was fire. Especially, what? I was either going to use that as the album or I was going to make the song. What? Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto with Snoop, Daz, Nate Dogg, Trey D, and Badass. It was in, one of the most incredible Christmas I'm albums. I'm gonna have to listen in hip hop history. I, you I should just, check it out if you don't know. If you like, if you're listening, and you're like, I don't, what is he talking about? Check it out. A Christmas on Death Row. When it was amazing. 1996. A Christmas. You know, everybody has had Christmas albums. Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Two K had a Christmas album. Anybody uh, who's hot needs to. Yeah, Cardi gonna have a Christmas album. Cardi gonna have a Christmas album for sure. <laughs> do, do, do artists still and do Christmas albums? albums? That's a great question. They probably release like a song on iTunes. They do. Like like a few songs, like a little three song EP or something. Okay. Yeah. So that's your favorite album. That's my favorite okay. album. Okay. okay. All right, my favorite now. song. Okay, I'm gonna get a little bit more classy with my favorite song. You know, I have to Michael go. Bublé. I have to cover all bases in this conversation. But my favorite song is Nat King Cole, the Christmas song. Oh, because wow. that song is always just like been Christmas like as soon as I hear that it's like okay it's Christmas time it's like time to get in the spirit time to get the tree up time to start it's by the eggnog and do the whole thing you know what I mean because that song is just like the classic like it gives you that classic it Christmas does. feel um my Chappelle kind of ruined Nat King Cole for me I always think about that episode <laughs> anyway go ahead that's why I started laughing but it's the, you're right you know what I'm talking about I digress I do know what you're talking about and I'm gonna preserve my love for Nat King Cole no it's still good <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> favorite movie, I'm a cheat and do two. Okay. So one of them is like the classic Home Alone 2. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I can never I cannot get through a Christmas without watching that like at least four times. What about um, Home Alone 1? I'm more of a Home Alone 2 person because I've always as you know, like I've always been obsessed with New York. So Hot like boy. that one really just like stood out to me. But I like I like the first one too. Um the other one is this Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because we watch it every Christmas. The Black and, This Christmas with Chris Brown? Yeah. Yes. I was thinking about that. I was like, that is, that is too my relevant? movie. No, I do love so it. So they that say is it's my like movie. the soul food Christmas. Yes. I've never seen this Christmas. What? I know we talked about this. I've never seen it. I just a classic. Rashana told me you don't need to see it because you've seen soul food. That's no, 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 no. Really like if you like it's... soul food, then you do need to see okay. it. That's the Can movie. Can we all like it together? Yes. Let's do it. We all come to the house. Y'all come to my house we put on the log and we watch this Christmas we get some eggnog with, with some rum oh yeah some yeah, Hennessy I, I whatever you want just go straight whiskey with something else like ginger beer whatever you want to do let's make it happen we all want to do it I really like that movie so I'm down we'll look at the calendar we'll look at the calendar we'll alright we'll go back right, to the calendar about balance and yes. life this is really our life we're always like yeah. we have to look at the calendar right. <laughs> I never thought I'd be that kind of adult right. hey we're here I know. we're here Real we are adults. grown oh, man. my grandma used to pull out her daily planner mm-hmm. what is that what is that now you're like pull out your iPhone <laughs> yep God. so yes 
Yeah. Great list. <clears throat> I love it. it Great me- question, Damon. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Very- Hopefully get y'all on the spirit, you know, coming to December, all festive and stuff. Aww. So, yeah. Because I feel you, Ashley. I know at times, well, most of the time, you know, we are in a capitalistic society and we can commercialize things and make it about gifts and all that. But there's a feel-good spirit that Christmas brings that we all still know and, like, really, be- like, ground ourselves in. Ashley looking like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like Aisha said, if you take out the gifts and like that, the thing, um, it's about the the time. Yeah. It's about the people. It's about the memories. Yeah. We're going to have our Seed You So this Christmas party. Let's do it. We're going to do that. We're going to watch this Christmas. We're going to have some eggnog with some Hennessy or rum or whiskey to straight up if you prefer. Yeah, whatever you like. We could play some games. Yeah. Yeah, It's happening. Come on. It's it's, it's a close invite. Yeah, you're not coming, but (laughs) you can do it. We'll tell y'all about it afterwards. Like, we can do an outside gathering. Yeah, like yeah, no, gathering. yeah. Y'all ain't coming to my house. Yeah, do that. <laughs> we in Christmas. We in Christmas. Oh. It's hot up in here. It is Lord, Jesus, we drinking wine today, y'all. It's okay. We're back to our little evening. And we're going to record. Drink you some more water. Yeah, I'm going to get some water. Um, so, we have two more episodes <laughs> for the year. <laughs> Came with you. <laughs> Uh, we're going to record, obviously, right now, and then we have one more episode on the 16th, and we're going to wrap up, and we'll be back in January. I hope you guys have got your Michelle Obama books. I started it. You started it yet? I have not started it yet. I have not started it yet. Oh, yeah. I got, I'm out so of here, y'all. Hey. So, I got to start The intro it. is amazing. I want to listen and read it. Yeah, me too. I'm going to try to do I'm both buy it too, yeah. So, stay tuned for that, because that's going to be our opening episode in January. We're going to do a review on... Um, Michelle Obama's story and then kind of talk in conjunction about like our own personal story maybe mm-hmm. something around the, the power of like narrative and stories so yeah stay tuned for that but with that being said we're gonna segue now into the seat of the day y'all I'm gonna turn it over to brother Dame because he's leading this week by the way Aisha Millie rocked into that segue did you see it Okay, so today's seat of the day, like I said earlier, is how to find, how do I find balance in this crazy life? And um, we're just going to jump right into the questions. The first question I like to ask you guys and, um, and, and kind of discuss is, why is it important to live a balanced life? And what does that even mean for you? Mm, 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 mm. I'm pulling out my notes, y'all. Sorry to take off my sweatshirt. We authentic here up in here. Oh, shoot, my earring just fell. Yeah, it's okay. Shoot. Super authentic. So, <laughs> the I other one just fell out too. Go ahead, go for it. Go ahead, Ashley. Okay, so it's a <laughs> complex question. Dave and I had a really great conversation on the way over here. It's a really complex question. Like, but living a balanced life is important because our health. Mm. I think at the at the at the end of the day, our health and our well being. Um, it's really important for us to be well and healthy because if you're not healthy, you can't go to work, you can't emotionally be stable, you can't physically be stable. And so I think it's important to live a balanced life because you have to like live. You actually have to be alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what does that mean to me? For me, I think that you have to write down some big buckets. It's For me, it's work, it's personal life, it's family it's um, school, it's working out, and then it's finding out how do I fit these things into my day or into my week. Um, and so for me, it just means like finding balance in all areas of life and figuring out 
how do I spend time and how do I devote like a portion of my time to those areas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, very well put. I mean, well, one, I just want to say I'm, I've said it a million times. I'm just going to state it one more time. I'm super excited to talk about this. So, Damon, thank you for bringing this to our attention and for like our listeners out there to really think about what does that mean to be balanced. And so for me, balance is ensuring that all areas of my life are given the deserved needed time and effort that they need. Mm -hmm. And if you really just think about it, if you aren't balanced, if one area of your life is, you know, out of whack or if you're overindulging in one area, you yourself are going to be tipping over. If you look at it kind of like a scale, mm-hmm. you don't want to tip over too much. You need to be like on an even ground, but it really <coughs> takes a lot of assessment, a lot of checking in with yourself to do that. And so for me, you guys know I function in fours, September 4th. <laughs> so <laughs> I function in fours and I've thought about this for like some time now, especially like in the past couple of years of reassessing a lot of different things. But the four areas of my life that need to be imbalanced are... Um, my me time, my time with God, my time with my family and my friends, and then like my time with like a significant other. And so those four areas, and to me, balance starts with being internally balanced. So if I'm if I'm not internally in sync or internally like in balance, everything external is going to be out of whack for me. And so we were talking about this too in the car. It's just so important to just recheck in with yourself, define like what is important to you, like define those priorities internally so that you can see how it's going to manifest in your external life. Mm-hmm. So by allowing yourself to check in, to ask ask those critical questions, to start thinking about what you value, what's a priority for you. That's how you can start those steps, I think, in terms of like finding balance. Yeah. But this is something that I have not per se conquered. Yeah. And to be completely transparent, I feel like, and I know we're going to talk about this too, like what was the time in life when you got out of balance? Mm-hmm. It was me getting totally off balance that allowed me to start thinking about how to get balanced. And that wasn't really until like a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so yeah, yeah. what I to say about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, along those lines, um, before I answer, I want to kind of, uh, I'm just going to read one, uh, the first the first uh, tip from one of the articles that we had called Five, Five Ways to Find Balance in Your Life. Um, it says, keep in mind that balance is not a final goal, but an ongoing process. Being balanced does not mean being calm, relaxed, and content all the time. Mm. Balance often occurs only for a fleeting moment, but it can reappear over and over again. Mm. Rather than trying to stay balanced, think of yourself as practicing balancing over and over again. Mm. And, um, you know, I wanted to read that before I answer because that, like, was is really kind of the kind of the base of why I even, you know, brought this this topic up um, in the first place. Because the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I have, that's been kind of in the forefront of my mind lately with all the things that I have going on and uh, just trying to find out what the proper balance is for me um, professionally having multiple, like, jobs and multiple responsibilities personally with family and with mm-hmm. kids and with the significant other and with, you know, and then personally, like, really personally, <laughs> like, myself <laughs> yeah. and, like, want to make sure that I'm exercising and reading and, you know, all the different things. Yeah, like, all the different things that, like, I like to accomplish in life. It's yeah. not going to be possible if I don't find a balance and find a way to fit all of this stuff into my daily practice to where mm-hmm. it's it's not and what I've realized is like having a lot on your plate is not the problem 
it's the lack of organization that causes you to get out of sync and out of balance. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, you know, you can have as much as you, you can have, like, I know some people out there, your plate is even way big, fuller than mine is. And, you know, you might listen and be like, well, I don't know if it's possible with, with what I got going on. You, you don't know, like, all the things that I have to face. Like we talked yeah. about earlier, uh, like a single mother with multiple children, uh, you know, trying to have a, have a career, trying to raise kids, trying to take care of themselves. I understand that there's a lot of uh, challenges and there's a lot of things that you have to figure out. But, like, I think that in general for me what's important is finding a way to understand that in each day you only have a certain amount of time. You know, you only have this block of time. And no matter what, there's only so much you're going to be able to get done. So if you just focus on one area, like, well, I have to make sure that all this is taken care of, then, you know, another area might slip. You know, you might, and that might just get neglected for a longer period of time. Yeah. So um, just in general, just, just making sure that you are always conscious of all the different areas of life that need to be um, attended to no matter how heavy your load is. You saying all that has brought two words to my mind, which is priority and perspective. Yep. Because when you were talking about like, there's always, you could have a whole bunch of different stuff on your plate and all of us here all have something that we're responsible for, someone we're responsible to, mm-hmm. things that have to get done. But it's really about your perspective and yeah. how you're going to manage that. Mm-hmm. And then also too, what do you prioritize? Right. Because sometimes, and I think with the articles, like you really found some great articles this week. Um, there's one entitled Life Balance and Work Addic- Addiction Among African Americans. There's another one entitled from the network journal called How Some Black Female Professionals Achieve the Elusive Work-Life Balance. Mm-hmm. We do live in this culture of like do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. And I can speak personally to me. Like, I think it's important to like recognize in a culture where sometimes our value and our worth is sometimes defined by what we do. Right. That can then add on even more to our plate than what we may not even need to do it to Absolutely. begin with. So you have to prioritize like... Sometimes, like, not everything that's on your plate probably don't need to be there. Right. Because sometimes you could have, like, this mindset of, like, well, I need to do this, and I need to show up, and I need it, I need, and if I don't do it, then nobody else does it. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, actually, no. You can say no, but you have to check in with yourself and learn how to prioritize what's important to you right. and ask yourself, why are you doing all the things that you're doing? Because yep. sometimes it's about the quantity, of the, the quality of things and not just the quantity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's two things about asking about what are you doing and why Mm -hmm. that is something that you don't just ask yourself one time you're consistently Mm -hmm. asking yourself something Damon and I talked about on the way is like Mm -hmm. having a balanced life is when you something added to the plate do you know how to skillfully say what has to be dropped Mm -hmm. or what do I have to communicate about the other thing Damon said earlier in talking about it was the organization behind yes. it. Mm-hmm. So I was just telling him, like, I'm very organized, so I literally have done a Google calendar. Yep. When I mentor little girls, I have them do a physical calendar where you shade in when you're actually at school, mm-hmm. when you go to sleep, when you're sleeping, because those are real times. Mm-hmm. I don't function well with under seven hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Really eight. And so I try to set up my iPhone to let me have eight hours and a half of sleep because then I know if I go to sleep 30 minutes late I'm still getting around seven and a half to eight hours of sleep but it's really about the organization and I was telling Damon on the way over here as well is that like when I have organized like when I'm going to work out when I actually have to take the bus because I'm taking the bus to work out when it how long it takes me to travel to work how long Mm -hmm. it takes me to travel to get somewhere else when is mass when is you know therapy when is this meeting my calendar is very like 
planned out so that I'm not trying to manage this all in my brain. And then when I say, okay, I need more time this week. I said, I need more time to get my homework done. I was able to look at my day and say, where can I take that time from? Mm -hmm. I instantly Mm -hmm. took it from working out and was like, okay, well, if you don't go to the gym and you don't, not waste, but if you don't spend that hour and a half to two and a half hours doing that, now you have an extra hour and a half or two and a half hours to spend doing homework. Mm -hmm. But the more you're organized, the better you can say, where can this bucket actually fit or where do I not have time to fit this bucket? People ask me, how do you work full time? Go to school full time, do a podcast, support your family, and you do a lot of self development. I say, I have a calendar. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I figure out, like, if we're going to record this day, can I actually record or can I not record? Right. And as soon as I know whether yeah, I can't yeah. record, I usually send a text, like, I can't do this yep. because this is yeah. overlapping. But if not, you wait until the day of. And if you're not organized, you're like, oh, I have all these things going yeah. on that I did not communicate yeah. about. <clears throat> and being an adult is not being necessarily. Um, Perfect is being on top of it to communicate what's going on. Communication is so important. Communicating first with yourself about where you're at, what you need, and then communicating with the others that you're involved with. Let it be like with familial responsibilities or, you know, your work responsibilities, like checking in with those that you're working with, checking in with yourself is just vital in like the time management part. And I think... Sometimes, like, we may overthink it, like, so much, but it can be so simple. That's what we were just talking about. You know, it's, like, just really taking, like, a proactive involvement with your life. And it's, like... It's, it, it sounds simple because it is simple. You yeah. got, at the end of the day, like you have to just do it. Yeah, exactly. You have to just like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And this is how I'm going to follow through on it. And you have to like check in with yourself in terms of like what works best for you. Because it may be a calendar. It may Like for me, it's a mixture of calendar and I love my sticky notes on my computer. I start mm-hmm. the top of my week where literally... I draw out, like I write out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I prioritize the things that I need to get done. Mm-hmm. And like, right, exactly. No, sticky notes are yeah. your friend. Okay. Let it be sticky notes. I'm going to take note of that one. Um, Also too, like checking in, maybe if you're a person, like if you're trying to figure out how to get organized or you're trying to figure out how to manage everything, check in with a close friend or with a mentor, talk to other people that can give you helpful skills. Mm-hmm. Cause it is something that you have to work at. Cause I'm now I'm thinking about like a tightrope, right? And, you know, like walking across that and how it's balancing. And sometimes you can't fall off and you mm-hmm. may need to get back up again and try again. So give yourself that grace, but put in the work. Cause it's not just going to happen if you just say, Oh, I want to be balanced, but you're not going to do anything. to get Yeah. Balanced. So these are all great things. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that 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 we brought this up. Um, so the next thing I want to do is, I mean, obviously, um, it's good to talk about like what a balanced life is, but let's talk about like some examples of how that's actually played out in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some examples that you guys have of either balance, like finding balance, helping you, or losing balance affecting you? Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Okay, so I'll start off with the um, it's a testimony. Um, <laughs> what a challenging moment. 2016 was a very, very extremely difficult year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a year where I literally hit a wall because as even when I look back, like leading up to 2016, I had been going mm-hmm. literally. Like there was a time in my life where for 10 years straight, every other year I was moving somewhere. I went like from to Chicago to Wisconsin, graduate school, teaching, New York. Just, I was everywhere. Shows, just doing mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. And it was getting done. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. And it was great. And it was cool. And I don't regret any of it. But I was on this do, 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 go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And I hit a wall. 
And for a number of reasons that I did hit that wall. But 2016 in particular was a year where I definitely felt out of balance. Mm. Um, I was working 10, 12 hour days. Um, even though I was happy with my job, I was drained from my job. And I would go straight home and I had a lot of alone time. So it was very out of balance between overworking and then a lot of time by myself, which created isolation and depression and just like this mindset of like self-pity and it's it's ugly it's ugly you guys don't go there oh anyway (laughs) (laughs) and it was also the first year where I really wasn't doing anything creative Mm -hmm. so I didn't feel balanced in like my friendships and like relationship areas of life because I wasn't spending a lot of time with people close to me I felt out of balance at my job I felt definitely out of balance with like my creative projects and it was because I was going, 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 going so much. And I got used to just kind of like, even though everything was getting done as I went, I really wasn't being disciplined about what I was doing and why I was doing it. Mm -hmm. And so hitting my wall and kind of like having everything kind of fall out of place allowed me to say, you know what? Okay, I need to take some action and get back to who I am, what I want, what I deserve and what I need. Because it was not a good place when you just feel like you're just kind of now just on autopilot and you're like existing or whatever. So sometimes like it can't be good to be someone that's doing things and getting stuff done. But if you're not checking in with yourself and you're not asking yourself why you're doing what you're doing, you can't hit a wall. At least Mm -hmm. I did. So then going into 2017, that was my year of like restoration of healing and growth and really getting back to me, which is I am a go getter and I do get I do get things done. But I started being more intentional. Mm-hmm. I started thinking more about like what really matters. What do I? Who do I really want to surround myself by? What are the things I really want to give myself to? Not just to do things, just to do it, but to yeah. do it with purpose and to do it with intention. And so, <clears throat> what I did at that time, that's when I started reevaluating like my career, different things I wanted to do. And I think it's very important to specifically state what you want and to write it down, make it clear. And I remember the top of 2017 after my Barcelona trip, I wrote down specifically, I was like, I want to have a job that is comfortable and um, is sustainable and provides financial stability, but it's a job where I can leave my job at my job mm-hmm. and I can still pursue my creative projects. Mm-hmm. And I started pursuing that and that happened. And then also I started thinking about all my different creative projects. I'm like you, Damon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you too, Ashley. Like we want we want to do everything. We're like, yep. I want to do this. Pretty I want to yeah, go to Africa. I want to go to yeah. Asia. I want to mm-hmm. build a castle. I want to do it all. But I had to really ask mm-hmm. myself, not everything can happen now, mm-hmm. but it can happen over time. Right. So pace yourself. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was going back to my fours, I thought about, okay, what are the four things creatively that I want to prioritize? Mm-hmm. So creatively, I wanted to prioritize the podcast. I wanted to prioritize publishing my plays. I wanted to prioritize submitting my plays. And then I also wanted to prioritize consistently writing. And so I looked at those four areas as like what I was going to focus on and sticking specifically to that without adding too much on my plate. And then, you know, just basically, and I say all that to say, like I start off with how I lost balance. I'm going into how I've been working at it. It's still like a process or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's to me, it's really about prioritizing prioritizing and also this mindset that I had to break like I said earlier what I'm not defined by what I do mm-hmm. like I can I can do great things we all do great things but I'm not going to tie my worth and my value to what I produce my worth and my value is tied to who I am and that's enough to keep me content mm-hmm. and that helps me with saying no because if I think like oh I'm only good if I do this 
That's not true. That's a lie. I'm good because I am enough. Right. And everybody else is too. And just being a person of my word and following through and communicating to people, hey, I can't do this this week, but I can do it next week. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I can volunteer for this, but I can't volunteer for that. Mm -hmm. And it's like what Ashley said too, which I'm very helpful and thankful that Ashley brought up the whole like, think about what your values are. Because that's helped me a lot too with finding balance. Like defining what's important to me allows me to like say what I can bring on my plate and what I cannot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I say all that to say for that. (laughs) Thank you, Aisha. That was incredible. Yeah. Incredible edible egg. Incredible edible egg. Edible egg. Um, I think that there's a lot. Um, I should said a lot of things, of course, that I agree with. Um, so some examples. Um, so a little bit like like Aisha in twenty actually a year sooner, in twenty seventeen, I went through um this time where I was figuring out like how to really love me and spend time with me and then fulfill myself in traveling and just take time off and heal because I got out of relationship mm-hmm. um, in 2016. And so 2017 was a lot of like me traveling, which I realized was a coping mechanism, but it's also something that I know that makes me happy. Yeah, um, and then in addition to that was also like me learning how to spend a lot of time and love the skit I'm in and spend time at the gym and like loving me. Um, I think as I turned 27 and as I came out of late 26 and into 27, it was about letting other people love me. And this year, and that continues into the rest of this year and the rest of 27, like me being 27 years old, um, is once you learn how to let someone love you, and before that you love yourself, Mm -hmm. now you know when to ask yourself for help. And like I said last show, I'm learning how to ask for help this year. Um, And I'm saying that because balance has looked different from year to year, especially as I'm somebody in my 20s. So in 2016, it looked like figuring out what does it look like to have a a, a full-time job? I became a director in a full-time relationship. I began to live with my first partner ever. How do you find balance in that? And what does that look like for myself? I I left myself a lot. That next year, I indulged in myself and I went everywhere. I went to Mexico twice. I went to Amsterdam. I went to Paris. I went to the UK. I went everywhere. I went to Hawaii and I just was getting healing. But at the same time, like my balance looked like me spending time and doing the things that I enjoyed in order to heal myself. Mm -hmm. This year, it's been another form of healing, which was like allowing somebody else to support me in my healing. So Mm -hmm. I have not only taken on being an accountability partner for one of my best friends um, and supporting her with that, but I took on a therapist and said, like, how do I let somebody else really support me who has trained professional help? Mm. Um, I also took on grad school this year, which was another personal and professional development, but it was a decision that was aligned with my values, like Aisha said. And so that was a decision that was hard to make. And so now I'm still learning how to balance. Yeah. Relevant as of today, balance is always asking yourself. So this morning I got up and I said, you know what? I'm not going to make it to mass this morning. I am going to spend some time with the Lord and do my devotion and read. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go work at a cafe. So then I went to work at a cafe after spending some time with the Lord this morning. And then when I come back from working at a cafe, I went to go mentor. Mm. I had planned on staying at work in my office for the next couple of hours to work on homework that's due tomorrow. And I checked in with myself and I told Damon, I texted him and was like, just pick me up from home. I decided I needed to go home. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and take off my clothes and relax <clears throat> for an hour and a half before coming to record. But that was asking myself to give my balance because I had a schedule. My schedule was <laughs> to stay until three o'clock mm-hmm. when Damon picked me up to drive over to the city to get Aisha and record. And I realized at one o'clock that I needed to go home and use those two hours for myself. But it was really yes. hard to give up because now I have to find those two hours 
hours this evening, but it's also being flexible and kind to yourself in the moment, even if you have a plan. It's the ability to say, what do I need and what's going to be best for me, even when it's really difficult to make that sacrifice. Amen. Absolutely. Yes. Preach on, sister. Preach. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the reason why, like, again, that I wanted to even talk about this today is because it's something that's very, very relevant to me right now. Um, I've always, like, pretty much worked um, independently, even when I did have, like, a nine-to-five job. I still had projects that I was taking on um, on the side. So it's always, like, an independent um, management of, like, my professional life, but also, so at a time I was working a job and doing projects on the side. Um, So obviously that's a lot of time. uh, It's a lot of... um, you know, it's a lot of time needed for me just to focus on that one area of my life. Not to mention, uh, I have a woman, not to mention I have two kids, not to mention I'm like a whole person myself. (laughs) Um, not to mention I got other family obligations and other interests that I, you know, other interests. Um, but it's also, it's always kind of been a challenge for me to find that, that right balance. And that's why I really appreciate it when I read, um, I forgot which article it was in actually, but when I read about the, the fact that you're never, it, balance isn't a place that you get to and stay there and you're just there forever. Yeah. It's a place that you're always going to have to find and you're always going to have to adjust to changes and, and, and find yourself and find your way back to a balanced uh, state and that's so real because you know there's times where you know I realize okay I've been working like a dog and like I've been working sometimes 15 20 hours in a day and not realizing how it's affecting other areas of my life not realizing how it's affecting time with my kids not really realizing how it's affecting time in my relationship and like family like not realizing just going going not realizing how it's affecting my health because all of my time is just trying to stay on top of the workload that I have but not realizing that instead of, you know, trying to, you know, be Superman and, and just work, work, work and, you know, get it done, get it done, get it done, which I thought was the right thing to do mm-hmm. is just, you know, get it done, get, you know, make make as much money as you can, work as hard as you can, get as much done as you can. And, you know, you get into that mode. But, you know, sooner or later, you realize like this is having a really, really major impact on myself, mm-hmm. on my health, mm-hmm. on my energy, on the on the person that I that I'm able to be for the other people that are in my life. It, it's really having a major impact. So although you think that yeah, I'm I'm really getting it done in this one area, you know, and you might be, you might yeah. be really, really getting it done in this one area, but everything else is is starting to take a hit for it, you know. Um, so very recently, um, I've become really, really conscious of like, yeah, I know my workload is, is, is out of control, but just like my workload is out of control, what I need to, what I need to devote to my kids is just as important. You know what I mean? So I can't be like, oh, well, I have too much work. I can't spend time with my kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or I can't be like, I have too much work. I can't exercise yeah like those things are not they're not options because i know how important it is for me to get my exercise every day mm-hmm. whether it's going to the gym whether it's you know doing a workout at home or whether it's taking a walk or doing a jog in the morning like it's very important and it, it no matter how hectic and how crazy it is if i took that 30 minutes it's not going to make a major impact on 
the you know me being successful in these other areas not negatively at least mm-hmm. it'll probably be a positive impact because i'll probably have more energy and be more clear mm-hmm. have more clarity about what i'm doing yep. so we have to always understand like you have to first take care of yourself amen um that's why you know last week when we were talking about like trusting yourself look at self first do i have everything that i need to be the person that i need to be in all these different areas yeah. of my life like Am I? Do I have the energy and the clarity to work well? Yeah. Am I? Do I have enough energy at the end of the day, like you were talking about earlier, to spend time with my kids and give them what they need? Do I have enough energy to spend time in my relationship and give that what it needs? Like, yeah. and if you don't, then you know you're not like if if you're just only checking one box, then that's not successful. And then you realize where all the other stresses come in because now your kids, you're seeing the effect of it. Now in your relationship, mm-hmm. you're seeing the effect of it. Yep. And you're like, oh, well, I thought I was doing all these things great because I was getting this done over here. There's but then you didn't realize how it was affecting all the other areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah. You know what's really helpful to do? Like, no, I, So I love the fact that, like, Damien, you're just bringing up the fact, or the truth in the matter in terms of just like, you can be getting it done in one area, but then like neglecting others and mm-hmm. it affects everything else. And also, Ashley, you talking about the fact that we have to be flexible and be kind to ourselves. Because not everything goes according to plan. Right. And no. it's okay to switch right. it up. It's okay to, you know, switch over what you had on your to-do list on Monday to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Communicate that with yourself and with others. You're all good. But like, dang, I, oh, I had a point. Dang it. Come back. Come back point. Oh, my gosh. Where did it go? Okay. My point was, I think it's good to, going back to the point in terms of like, um, making it known what you need and like there's there's a lot of power when you like write things down Mm -hmm. like i remember one time i wrote down okay what am i doing right now in my life Mm -hmm. i did that back in 2016 it's okay i'm working at college track and i'm coming home and i'm sitting alone in the house and i'm not happy like that was like basically like what i was doing and then i wrote down specifically what do i desire what do i envision what do i need and like Writing down in comparison to what you're doing in comparison to, like, what you desire and what you need can kind of, like, bring into perspective, like, wait, I'm not fulfilling what I want. Mm -hmm. My actions aren't meeting what I'm saying. So what do I need to do to make that a reality? Because when you can really write that down and see it clearly for yourself, that can possibly motivate you to make that specific change. Because at the end of the day... Every area deserves, it deserves this area to be checked off. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great feeling, even though, like, it is, like, an ongoing thing, but it is an amazing feeling when you feel balanced like that. Yes, it is. You know, like, I, I think about it because I'm also, like, a very relational person. Like, I love spending time, like, with my mom and my dad and my brother and my good friends and significant other. Like, you want to make sure that, like, every area gets that. Because mm-hmm. I, I know what it's like where it's like, dang, like, I haven't talked to somebody and like, a month or two months or whatever. Like, what the heck is that about? You know, so it's like really putting into action to make sure that the balance can happen and finding a way that works for you. Because even going back to the example of like spending time with people, does it mean you could spend time with them or send a text or whatever, but some type of action needs to be done. But you have to assess between what you're doing and making sure that it aligns with what you're saying. And sometimes that's not always happening with us. A hundred percent. And I think... When I go back to thinking about, like, what are you doing and how are you trying to find that balance, I think of the toxins, which one of the articles talk about, like, five ways to find balance. And it's like you remove toxins. If your job, if your core friendship, if they don't allow you to be flexible, Mm -hmm. that's the issue. If, like, you need some self-care, if you need a mental health day and you can't take that day at work, 
you have to really even it sounds scary to leave that job. You have to know that you are great enough to find something else and that this is not the epitome of your success. Mm -hmm. It's hard. But I had to hear somebody tell me that this week to be like, do you think that this is the epitome of your success? And then be like, that sounds crazy. It's like, well, I'm just letting you hear it back because that's what it sounds like you're saying to Mm. me. And so that was really, really, really deep. And it's really also something you have to ask yourself. Another thing I think you have to ask yourself is the people in your life allow you to be flexible. I know sometimes there's four of us on this podcast. There's three here today. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we all four of us can't make it. We have other things going on in our life. Do we allow each other those those moments of passes because we know it's genuine and this person is not really slacking or flaking. This person really has something going on, mm-hmm. you know? And if you don't have people like that in your life who are understanding, then that's you have something you have to reevaluate. Like, Absolutely. is that a toxin in my life? Cause they're not allowing me to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Speak on that the flexibility, the compassion and just, God, like it's good to do things and it's good to be involved. Ask yourself like, if this aligns with your values and who you are, and if it's really going to benefit you, the people around you in the long haul, don't just be doing things, just be doing it. Yeah, I've had to say that to myself or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it's just important, like, to give your time to the things that speak to who you are and what matter. And thank you, Ashley, too, for like naming, because I had to learn that, too, going into 2017. Like, wait, this is not, like, a person's not feeding who I am and doesn't lie with where I'm at. Like, why am I still entertaining that? Why am I still trying to give to that or whatever? Like, yeah. mm, no, exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the next question I have is because we all have times, like we mentioned earlier, where we do fall out of balance. Maybe it's a lot, maybe it's not as much. But when that happens, what areas of your life do you find the hardest time maintaining when you do fall uh, That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> the things I can't figure it out, like, ah, where do I fit time in? <laughs> I feel like the hardest thing I was telling Damon is myself. Like, mm-hmm. my, I don't have a manicure. I don't get a pedicure. And y'all, I'm not bougie. I'm saying, like, I haven't cut my nails. My <laughs> cuticles need love. Yeah. My feet deserve to be scrubbed because I stand on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I find my hair is the last thing that I want to do. Like, you should see me today. This was an example of me just the end of the week. You're beautiful. And yeah, and so I want to also say that too, though, is that like, I allow those things to go missing and I didn't realize until earlier this summer when I had like some two bad pimples in a row on my face, like really bad. I was like, I'm much more vain than I thought. And I have the ability and the privilege to let things go because I think that I'm, I think I'm attractive. So there's a lot of things I can let go and somebody can think that, oh, well, she still looks good. But there are some people who feel like I have to have this done or I don't feel confident. But like David said, even when my hair isn't done, like I can still feel confident about myself. Mm -hmm. And that's that self-love because, yeah, my legs might not be shaved. Yeah, my hair not be made perfect. Yeah, my nails might be done. But honestly... I still found time to work out because that I know that it releases positive hormones and endorphins. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. but if you caught me like, you know, coming out the shower, you'd be like, dang, you look fine. I know, but not my legs are just hairy (laughs) because I just didn't have the extra three minutes in the shower to lather them up and shave them. But honestly, that's what happens. Or I'm at the gym and ask my my gym accounting partner. I'm like, sometimes I'm working. I'm like, oh, you see my underarms? I know they're kind of (laughs) hairy. It's a lot going on, but that's what goes, that's the things that I don't find those extra couple of minutes to do. Mm, Um, And I've learned also to be nice to myself when I still want to go to the gym. Don't Mm -hmm. take the bus, take an Uber. Don't feel bad about calling a car to go there because if it cuts out 30 minutes in your day, you just allow me to have 30 more minutes of like time to balance in another way. Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel like it's really important to say, how can I be kind to myself, but also honestly and be realistic with like, 
what is gonna go to what is gonna what am I gonna like not fulfill and what am I okay with? Mm. I'm okay with not fulfilling my looks because I'm not somebody who's caught up in my beauty. Because your beauty is within, mm-hmm. and it automatically shines through. Mm. Ashley is a gorgeous, amazing goddess of a black woman. Oh! Y'all better know that. Get on that. Yes. No, Thank that's you. so Thank real, you. though. Like, taking time for yourself is hard to find the balance. I think for me, and this aligns with what we were talking about earlier in the car, writing is so important to me, guys. I am a writer, and I love telling stories. And at times I have like these visions where I just want to just write all day. And I feel like in my younger days, when I was like in high school and middle school and elementary school, it was just easier to find time to write. Yeah. And now it's just like, it's been harder. It's tell been me harder. About it. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, tell me about right, it. Hard. <laughs> and so I have like my writing Wednesdays where no matter what, I write something creatively. And I have like these tendencies where I can overindulge because I, I, I've been able to like write a play in a month. Like I, if I go there, I can go there. But I want to be more balanced. Mm-hmm. I don't want it just to be like, all right, there's a whole month and all I do is writing. You don't hear from me or whatever. Yeah. So I am. That is one area. Even I've defined like my four core like creative projects. I'm still like trying to find like that balance and stuff because it's like, oh, wait, I got to do the podcast write up or I got to submit this application or I got to submit to this festival. Or I got to go to work or I got to return these calls or I got to go talk to these students. Wait, when am I going to write? You know, and it's like, and you got all these ideas going in you. And like I said earlier, did someone try to take your idea? And then, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> I digress. So it's just, you know, giving yourself the grace to know that things do get done. Um, but there's also a part of me. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I, I am. I'm very big on just follow through, and I really try my best. Like if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Because mm-hmm. there's something within me where I feel like if there's still something on my to do list that I haven't done, and I'm like, why? I don't like that. It just it just it bothers me or whatever. But I am learning that things take time, mm-hmm. and that the patience is what's going to help me and just receiving God's grace over that. But that's one area of my life that I still kind of like, ah, I just want to write all day. Let's, we, need to, we need to do our, our writing retreat. Remember we talked about that. Yes, we do need to do that. We're going to do all that. Right, we're so, do this. so this Christmas, we're going to have a this Christmas party uh, in a couple of weeks. And then next month, we're going to plan a writing retreat. How about that? You want to do that? Yes, we're going to do that. Let's do figure this January. out. Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm like, <laughs> writing? I don't want to write anything. Uh, <laughs> But you know what? Along those lines of what you were talking about as far as like want to make sure that your to-do list is checked off, Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important um, to keep your to-do list maintained. So if you put 15 things on your to-do list that is just completely ridiculous Mm -hmm. that you're not going to get it done, then you're not going to have the satisfaction of actually accomplishing it ever because you got this big list that you is not really like realistically accomplishable um so you know learn how to properly plan for you know the time that you have you know what i mean the resources that you have um so that was that was one thing for me but that wasn't the question i just wanted to say um (laughs) what uh so for me like there's three things that pretty much fall off when i kind of fall out of balance is reading writing and exercise like three of the things that for me actually personally are the most important 
for me for my personal development but they tend to be the ones that that kind of fall when 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 things happen which is like you know it, it's it's not good but you always feel like something some external thing is more important because you have other people that are counting on you for it or you have you know you feel like if you don't do this then you're going to hear from okay this this client isn't going to be happy or your kids aren't going to be happy or your you know your spouse or your significant other is not going to be happy but when it's something that's your own it's like okay well I can sacrifice this because it's just me like if I'm affect if I'm the only person that's affected by it then you know it's it's whatever I can get yeah. to it when I get to it but that's not the right way to look at it because it is affecting all those other areas like I mentioned earlier so for me lately I've been really 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 diligent about making sure that I have some form of exercise pretty much every day mm-hmm. um, you know obviously I miss a couple of days but in general I've been sticking to that pretty well over the last like month or two yeah. um, reading I've gotten a lot better about I still haven't finished that Malcolm X I'm still got like a, a chapter and a half okay. left but I'm almost there I'm almost there so my reading is starting to pick up a little bit more and my writing is the next one that I have to make sure that I writing retreat 2019 brother writing retreat writing that's going to get us going we're going to do it we're going to do it because um, yes. I actually had a, a conversation with one of my old co-workers the other day um, that I had told them when I was working uh, at my last company. <laughs> at my last company, um, I told them about my story that I've told pretty much everybody about at this point. Oh, and like, just like you, they're like, where is that? Like every every time I talk to anybody, they're like, where is it at? I want to hear, I want to read it. You know what I mean? Um, so we were talking about it a little bit and it kind of like re-sparked my interest in and getting that story done. So, um, I've, you know, it's been back in the forefront of my mind, but what I wanted to say was that, um, things can easily leave your mind as far as Mm. like areas that you can focus on. Like, for example, exercise, if you get so far away from the practice of exercising, then you lose, you know, it loses importance and it loses presence in your mind and it kind of just fades away. And that's not a good thing. Um, I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to, you know, older people, you know, a, a wide range of, of, of ages, but have always talked about like looking back, man, I wish I would have spent more time doing this, man, if I could go back and do, I wish I would have, I really wish I could go back and just spend more time on this area of life. And it's like, man, like, I hate to hear that for one. I hate to hear seeing it being their reality. But the other thing is like, man, like. I see those patterns in myself mm. to where I could see myself if I'm not really, really, really like honed in on it and I'm really not conscious of it. I could see myself 20 years passing mm. and I'm like, man, if I would have just focused more on that, I would be where I wanted to be rather than where I'm am today. Man, that's so, real you know, right there, brother. Damn. It's, it's just, you know, that's just what it is. So. But the good thing is that's why it's good to like have these conversations mm-hmm. and then we can recognize like what is out of balance? What yeah. do I need to work on? So you won't be having a life where 20 years from now, oh, I wish I could have yeah. or I should have or would have. We're going to do it. We're going to do that's it at right. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's a mixture. It's that balance of 
there's a time to like be like action oriented and proactive and go after it and there's a time to let things process and be mm. flexible and give it some time yeah. it's all balancing it out but that's not gonna be you brother Dang. oh no 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 we ain't letting that happen nobody listening to us either and you know what we gonna do you know what though a big huge part of that y'all is what we're doing right now and and what I Ashley's mentioned several times is just having that accountability partner in some way or form in some way shape or form whether it's a workout partner whether it's someone that you discuss your professional endeavors with or someone you special express your physical I mean your spiritual practice with like whoever it is like having someone that you can connect with that you can tell the things that you're doing tell the things that you're interested in tell the things that you'd like to accomplish so that you can have those people that call you and be like so what's up with the book you know what I mean what's where the book at like you talk about the book where is that? You know what I'm Do saying? It. Like, Let's you always are very good about doing with me, even though every time I'm like, yeah, it's coming, you know, I'm working, I got a little here and there. Time but, is you know. always right. <laughs> great debaters. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really appreciate it, like, bringing up the, um, the accountability partner yeah. thing in whatever ways like therapy like you said is a very good way to um to do that to always be checking in with yourself always see where you are you know there's a lot of different methods so this is a conversation that definitely needs to continue to be had yeah mm-hmm. so how do we want to wrap up on this so the last thing is is just i know we've been giving advice the whole time so maybe we can you know you guys can take it actually you know what we've been giving advice the whole time so i'm going to go a different way with this okay, I, like that. I really wanted to see how you guys um that last article was really really interesting to me oh. uh the how some black female professionals achieve the elusive work-life balance and i really was just interested <laughs> You know, being in the room with two um, black female professionals, how did you feel about the article and how do you feel about that topic um, from your own perspectives? The article was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it highlighted a few different perspectives. Somebody who owned their own business, someone who was, I think, a working mother. Um and again, again, it, it highlighted boss women. And as one of the youngest directors um, at my organization, I often put myself and I value excellence, but I also put myself and hold myself to a higher standard. And so I do understand and I did relate to some of those things around like having to not only also be the breadwinner, but the pilot to the family, but also the person who takes care of herself and the person who shows up and is killer at work. Um, one way that I find myself trying to balance these things is that like I actually am passionate about everything that I do so it makes it a little bit easier to go in and wake up and to do these things because I'm not just doing something for the money I'm doing it also for like the pure enjoyment Um, but I will say it is true that like as a black woman and as saying uh, asking for help is something that I'm working on I do feel like when you ask for help it does feel like there's a lot less people to like actually offer the support and the help that you need. Um, but that don't discourage and don't make that excuse as to why you don't ask for help because the more you get in the habit of doing so, you will find the people who are able to like really support you when you do need help. And you'll also be able to figure out the people who can support you, which is also okay because everyone has a different role in your life. So I related to the fact that like, yeah, I do put myself and I, I am pressured from internal and external pressures to like do well and be well. And at the same time, I think it's really important to like continue to like ask for help and figure out who can help you and who can't or what does help look like for you. 
Amen to that. No, um, everything that Ashley says, I concur. Um, and thank you, brother, for sending yeah. over this article because I was reading it on the plane or prior to taking off, and I was like, man, this hits close to home. Um, there's the a statement from the article or quote is, and with all black women have with all black women have going on, they tend to think that they can do it all. As black women, we often fall prey to the myth of the superwoman, especially the alpha woman. We need to get real and know it's important for us to take note. No matter how awesome we are, when you feel like you are going to hit a wall, it is time to sit out and put on your proverbial oxygen mask to avoid the literal one. And I was like, and so <laughs> mm, that was that was some truth. Um, and yeah, I just think that. I don't, and there obviously are different reasons and areas of life where this comes from in terms of like, I got to do it all. Mm -hmm. I got to get it done. Sometimes it's out of basic survival. Mm -hmm. Because if you ain't going to do it, who is going to do it, right? Um, But like what Ashley had stated, it is important for us to show compassion and grace to ourselves and ask for that help. And then also to encouraging those around us to say, okay, at times I may need help, but also... It's helpful when people can take initiative too. Yeah. Because sometimes it's even a lot to even say it, but it's even like refreshing when someone can like connect with you and they're like, hey, this person's doing a lot. And maybe I could just kind of, you know, come in and like help them a little bit with that. But even going back to what I said earlier, I've just learned for myself as a black woman, breaking those mindsets around not tying my worth to what I do. I think Mm -hmm. that's very important. Mm -hmm. And that even just breaks away the fact that I need to like do everything or whatever. Right. So there's a lot of pressures around that, but we're breaking that down. And we're starting to have more conversations because the article even talks about how like we're giving examples of that throughout our life. And like, because my grandmother was like that. My mom is like that. My aunties are like that. But they come from a generation where people didn't really talk about things. Yeah. So now we're talking about mm-hmm. it, which gives us a way to reevaluate and define a new norm around it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's good stuff. It's good to get shit done. Yeah. It's to sit down sometimes, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really, the reason why I really wanted to ask that, pose that question to y'all is because I see both of you guys as like, an example of, and you know, like I said, this is from the outside looking in. You know, I know that there's a lot that I don't see and don't know. So let me just say that first. But I see you guys as an example that I witness doing a lot and getting a lot done and in, in, in various aspects of life. So I really was interested in what you guys thought and, and you know, how that played out in y'all lives. You too, so. black man. Hey, you know. Black brother over here. I do what I can. Father of two. Father you know, of two. down, do all the different things you do in Living in one of the most expensive cities in the U.S. Oh, it's got Factual. a positive attitude. Shout out to Damon last week. Best. We all went to see Creed. This woman was we parking did. next to my car. She <laughs> almost hit my car. And the rest of us were about to be like, uh-uh. Damon over here being patient. I'll be like, well, let's work through this. Let's yeah. help you. And he helped that woman from not hitting my car. But more importantly, listen, we're getting into our Listen, let me, let me Speak on that real quick. People, we are all in this planet together, okay? We are here interacting with each other. We are here facing all of these challenges together. So if you see your brother and sister, no matter what their race, creed, gender, or sexual preference is, help each other out. You know what I mean? Help each other out. Let's get through this together. You know what I'm saying? Let's take time and say, look, you look like you don't know how to drive. Okay, so let me help you navigate your way so that we don't end up with a bad night between all of us because the car gets hit and we all have a bad night. But if we just all just have patience with each other and just, you know, be citizens of this world together, 
It'll all be better. I appreciate you because my patience was not there that night. Understandable. Like, That's understandable. They were like, it's okay. I got this. I was like, I'm a little silver. <laughs> that is understandable. So, balance. I'm so happy that we had this conversation. It's been so powerful for me. Um, I'm sure that everyone else would find it powerful as well. I'm going to pass it over to Aisha because I don't want to talk about myself. You, you want to talk? Oh, okay. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. Have conversations with those close to you. Check in with yourself. Write down specifically what you need and make sure you follow through with it and define your priorities too. Balance is needed. We're going to continue this conversation. Yes. But yes, we're going to segue in. I really like that word, segue. Like kind of transition in, flow in, <laughs> just, you know, two-step in. Millie Rock in like Millie, I should be doing. Millie Rock. The Millie Rock. I should rock. The I should rock will have like a Sprite in my hand and some M&Ms. That's a I fact. Rock. The I should rock. And to take root and give back. Stay tuned for 2019. We're going to do something different with that area of the show. I'm not going to give it away right now. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be a way for us to give back to y'all. But in any case, this week, we are highlighting the organization hey. that Damon is the executive director of this show. Is she going to get it right? Yes, I, I am. I'm going to get it right. Yes. I am. The I Anchor am. Program. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. The executive director. Yeah. Yes. That's so Damon me. is the executive director uh-huh. of this phenomenal program called yeah. the Anchor Program. Thank and you. we're here for him today to talk about what exactly the Anchor Program is. Yeah. How it's going to serve you. Yeah. How it's going to help you. Yeah. And how you can get involved with it. Go ahead, brother, and talk to us about the Anchor Program. All right. So the Anchor Program is a maritime training program for individuals, uh, specifically for individuals in underserved communities. Mm. Um, so we partner with a lot of like recovery centers. We have a lot of uh, re- re-entry people that are coming out of jail for various reasons. And we give them the resources and the mentorship necessary for them to acquire entry-level positions in the maritime industry. Mm. So um, my dad actually started this organization about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, because, I mean, the bottom line is is that this was the opportunity that was given to him by his dad. He was a, a dropout, a high school dropout at in the ninth grade. Um, he was, you know, out, you know, doing his thing as a 16-year-old. And um, his dad saw him. He found him. He wasn't in school, and he gave him a he gave him an ultimatum. He said, "Either you go back into the school, or you come with me, and I take you and get you into this industry and send you to work." Mm-hmm. So that's an opportunity that saved his life and pretty much gave me the life that I have. Mm-hmm. So. Um, he started the organization to give other people that may be in that same situation an opportunity to do the same thing. So he's been running it for 15 years. Um, Unfortunately, recently he's um, had some, some health complications and um, over the past year, I've kind of been transitioning into the executive director role, which I'm in full time now. Dope. So, um, legacy. Legacy. black man can legacy. That's right, black, black man, man can. can. <laughs> we can get you jobs. <laughs> we can get you jobs. So, we recently just landed a big, big grant, a huge opportunity with yeah. the San Francisco Foundation to provide our training to 20 members of the oh. Bayview Hunters Point area of San Francisco and we're going to be have full force um, trying to get guys to work guys and ladies to work 
um, beginning at the beginning of the year. So um, we're our applications are open right now. Um, we'd like to have you know at least five in the group that starts in January. Okay. Um, our goal is to have about twenty through per year to start. And then hopefully grow from there um, eventually into a into a full fledged maritime school. And then eventually, I'd like to um, expand it into other industries and just really oh, just build like yeah. a real network yeah, of professional development. Yeah. Um, so you know that's the goal. It's the first step, and I'm in, and I'm very excited about this. I'm excited to be jumping you know completely in because it's something that we've been talking about me actually kind of taking the lead on for for a few years now so finally unfortunately it was not the best circumstances that put me into the role but you know it is what it is um so i'm excited and i'm look for looking forward to this as one of the first of many um these projects and ventures that i'm looking forward to doing around education around economic development job training and all these things that i'm looking forward to uh, jumping headfirst into so um, check us out on the anchorprogram.com mm-hmm. soon to be the anchorprogram.org okay. um, yeah we have some we have some changes that we need to make um, but yeah look us up check us out and if you have anybody that fits the category of what I was talking about earlier uh, someone who just you know is looking for a change of their life you know looking for an opportunity to be more productive or whatever it is send them our way and uh, we'll take care of them that's dope yes, that's amazing social mobility closing the wealth gap absolutely. all these things when I think about what we need in our black community absolutely really amazing and then the legacy and the story behind this yeah program, mm-hmm. from father to son yeah and passing it along and then passing it to our yeah. community and being a source for people to like get some sustainability yeah. and like something like to do and something to offer and some like core training and stuff so yeah and let me just add real quick that um this the maritime industry has served like the last three or four generations of my family. Mm. So my grandfather, my great-grandfather. Ain't this deep, bruh. Yeah, all mariners, mm. right? And I hope I'm not giving too much family family information, but our family has a, has a history of addicts, uh, a history of people who have gone through the criminal justice mm-hmm. system. And all of my uncles have been or are right currently um either recovering something mm. now living very productive lives as mariners yes. seeing the world going places that you would never even Love imagine it. and living just great lives i just talked to one of my uncles uh last week and just i you know we've had a relationship for a long time so i've seen different phases of his life and to, mm. and to know what this industry has done for him like is that. is and my dad too my dad yeah. was an addict for I can't. I don't even know. Over twenty years, yeah, um, and yeah. and for him to have gone through forty years of being a, a merchant marine, Amazing. and now have a fifteen year you know program, it just shows the power of when you give someone an opportunity and uh, put them in the right position, how productive they can be, no matter where they came from. So, you know, it's it's, it's something I'm really really excited about continuing yeah. to grow and, and and making an impact with. So yeah, yeah. sorry, I'm all about like social mobility closing the wealth gap career fluency opportunities so. and also like to the people that deserve and need that right we live in a system that is not for us and is set up against us that creates 
those certain light issues that arise from people. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not looking out for us. They're not. Right. So I'm just gonna name it as it is, especially after reading that play, and I'm gonna talk about it later. Especially talking about let it be with like mass incarceration and different things. Like it's all intentional and institutionalized. So mm-hmm. we need programs like this because they're not making programs to even make sure that we're sustainable and that Absolutely. we're sufficient. So it's great that like your family was able to establish this mm-hmm. and like heal and restore themselves and now like heal and restore other people. Yeah. We deserve that and we need that. So I'm all for the anchor program. Yeah, thank you. Not project. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> project. It's okay. I, like, I don't know. Whatever the anchor That's program. okay. <laughs> yes, guys. Go to the anchorprogram.com, as Thank Damon so has said much. earlier. It's going to be .org in a few months or so. Yeah, Stay on top of that. We're going to be reporting back because more things to come. Absolutely. It's going to grow. No question. It's amazing. Yeah. And I just want to name really quick. <clears throat> the point of our Take Root and Give Back section is to really get you guys thinking about what's going on in your local community. Sometimes people get so caught up with like, oh, Trump, or oh, this is going on in the world, and the national love, and blah, blah, blah. History has shown and proven us that the things that start and the things that make the real change start at a local movement. Mm-hmm. You need to think about what you can do within your own given community 100%. and how that's going to connect to the outer community outside of that. So there are things going on. There are people out there putting in the work. It's not all going to hell like CNN and MSNBC and Fox News will tell us. It's not. But if we can recognize that and we can put in the work, we can make that change. It's not cliche. It's true. So I just want to put that out there. And that's the point of the take root and give back. Hey, hey. Give back. <laughs> that? I don't know if y'all hear that. My voice, Lord. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. You made it through, though. You made it <sighs> no, through. No, we're wrapping up. <laughs> now we're at um, reading is good for the soil because it is your the soil is your mind. We need to be critical thinkers. We need to evaluate. We need to assess. We need to have conversations. We need to read. Y'all should be reading. Audible, something. Shoot. Um, do you guys want me? I can go first. Yeah, please. So, it's great. So, okay, I'm going to name two books. One, um, shoot. The first book I'm going to name is because this weekend, if you guys are in Oakland, um, Gritty City Theater, Youth Theater Company of Oakland is a... Oakland-based theater company that works with the youth and putting on classic work as well as, as, well as contemporary work. Mm-hmm. And they are um, debuting their show entitled Caught Up, which is about mass incarceration in our society and how this corporation, these institutions are all targeted towards people of uh, brown people and black people. And the play itself, I was just reading it on the play on the plane. Um, very informative, very rooted in a lot of history, and also very powerful. I'll be leading a talk back this Saturday. Very excited for it. And um, one of the books that I want to highlight in connection to that from reading the play is um, Mass Incarceration by Michelle um, Michelle Exact. Why am I messing up on her name right now? Michelle Alexander. Sorry, you guys. I think like I'm like mm-hmm. yeah. Um Yes. The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration, The Age of Colorblindness by Michelle Alexander. It is a very, like, required reading, I think, in my opinion. Hmm. It's a good, like, catalyst to understanding that the institutionalized racism that's been happening in our country dates back so far and is still being implemented to this day. And I was just stating to my friends, the co-hosts here, I said, it just, it really irks me how, like, we're lied to about what our country is built on and like mm-hmm. what is really going on. It's so basic and it's so elementary in terms of like 
what has taken place and what is currently going on. But it's crazy because a lot of people don't know that. So I would really encourage you to read that book as a catalyst to understanding how institutionalized racism is working within our current system and government and also in connection to mass incarceration. Second book that I want to highlight, I don't know if I should do this or not. I I have a book, okay, I'll do that later. Okay, the second book I want to highlight is a fictional book. Um, I know y'all like, what? I know. I was like, nah, I ain't gonna do that right now. Um, it is entitled Coffee Will Make You Black. And let me look up the, uh, sorry, you guys. Coffee Will Make You Black book. And it is by, I just want to make sure I get her. Yes, April Sinclair. I read this book back in high school. It's like a coming of age story. About a young woman growing up in the 60s, Stevie Johnson. It's a funny, feel-good book about being a young black woman, finding out about your identity, going through, like, um, growing up as a young woman in the 60s, dealing with hair, colorism, all different types of things. It was written in the 90s. Um, and it's a, it's a feel-good, this nice fiction book. And I think you guys should read it and check it out. And I was thinking about it, like, about a week ago, because I don't know what happened to it, because I remember... Reading it, I had it, but I lost the book or whatever. But it's entitled Coffee Will Make You Black. And the title was inspired by this whole idea in the book where she was told, don't drink coffee because it's going to make your skin darker. Mm. And so, yeah, it's talking about colorism. It's talking about a lot of different things and her her overcoming that and accepting herself. And, yeah, it's a really just feel-good, like, book, but also pointing out, like, social issues that go on within, like, the black community. And I apologize for my voice. I'm really starting to like feel it right now. So, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, in the spirit of this conversation, I was looking at books that I need to read in order to make sure that I'm per- properly <laughs> balanced in my life. And the one that I found that I'm going to actually start, um, hopefully get through this month, is The Power of Full Engagement. Managing energy, not time, is the key to high performance and personal renewal. So, um, I honestly don't know very much about this book. Maybe we could all read it together and talk okay. about it later. But, um, <laughs> but I'm very interested in reading it and seeing um, if it can help me to kind of put some of the things that I've already kind of been thinking about into perspective a little bit. So, uh, yeah, the power of full engagement, managing energy, not time, is the key to high performance and personal renewal by Jim Lore, I believe is the name. Ooh, I How like you say that? that. Mm-hmm. In terms of managing your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, mm, I want to check that out now. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this is a book that I have, I read for like professional development, I would say maybe less than a year ago. And um, it's called like The Power of Habit. And I think it's really important because oftentimes we're trying to create habits around like meal prep or going to the gym or waking up at a certain time. Um, And habits are real things and they're things that you have to really work on. And so I would recommend The Power of Habit. Um, It's a self-help book. It's a little long, but there are things that you can pull from it and you can begin using it in your daily life in order to create habits around the areas that you're trying to work on. Thank you. I love how you and Damon definitely connected your books to our topic. 
And I was over here like, yeah, I'm about to be hella black with it. And I'm like, no. Well, it's funny because, you know, I wanted to do an article. I was already thinking about it. I was like, this, I just keep referring to this. And I think I always say, so the books we offer you, we can circle back because some mm-hmm. people don't get to them or they need to hear them True. again in different contexts. And so I was thinking about this article that we had circled earlier this year. And thinking about like circling it back because I think it's so relevant, and we oftentimes publish stuff and then it gets forget forgotten about. So. It's very true. It's very very true. This is a good episode. I feel balanced. Um, I know we all have had crazy weeks, or but I think it's good because now we're wrapping up. It's December. We're coming towards the end of the year. The year itself has been great and challenging all in the same breath, but we're here. We're blessed. We're living. Uh, we're thankful for you guys as our listeners. Shout out to our consistent listeners. Shout out to all of you guys for always providing your encouraging, loving, supportive feedback. We're putting out the work for you guys to make sure you guys feel empowered, that you guys feel inspired, and that you guys can take what we've given and apply it to your life. Applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. See you so. Follow us on Facebook. No, follow us on the Instagram cracker. Like us on the Book of Faces. Send us an email, the CGSO podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review. Give us your thoughts, your feelings, your feedback, your dissertations, your thesis statements. We'll take it. We love it. Yes, we do. And of course, we're going to wrap it up right now with the quote of the week to get you into your week feeling good, feeling great, feeling yes. Did you want to go? I can go. We can go. All right. I'm going to try to say this on top of my head. Okay. I got this. I got this. I got this. It's a prayer, but it's a quote too. And so the prayer is a serenity prayer. And it's basically stating, um, God, give me the courage to change the things I cannot change. Um, Wait, dang it. Hold on. I need to pull this up. I thought I had it. I'm sorry. I feel so embarrassed right now. Hold on, y'all. I don't know exactly which one you're talking about. I know exactly. I just want to make sure I say it right. I don't want to, like, mess it up. All right, here it goes. Okay. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I'm sharing that quote in relation to balance, because there's a time in life where we have to take action and we have to be courageous in going after the things that we want and being proactive about that and making that change. And there's going to be times where we have to be still and we have to wait and we have to trust in something outside of ourselves before taking that step. And you need that discernment, aka that wisdom, to know the difference, when to act, when to sit, to be balanced, because you need both. So that's my quote for the week. So I'll go next. I don't necessarily have a quote, but I have a statement. Yes. Um, And my statement for you all is whenever you are listening to this, ask yourself, what have you done for yourself today? Mm. I love that. What have you done for her lately or for yourself lately? What have you done for yourself lately? Mm -mm 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 -mm. Ooh, Oh, that was great. We did that. Oh, that was I great. Like oh, my God. I like oh, it. that's a moment. <laughs> I actually don't have a quote either, but I am going to use my quote time to solicit some feedback from the audience. So, you guys, please, please, please engage with us on social media. Mm-hmm. Instagram probably is probably the best place for you to do that. Um, so, you know, comment on, on what we have to say. I'm in charge of the post this week, so hopefully I stay on top of it and you guys have something to comment on. But please, I'd love to hear from you on what you thought about our episode, what you thought about our books and the Anchor program and all those things. Please just talk to us, y'all. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, guys, like the movie. Talk. Remember, you ever seen Talk to Me? <laughs> that is mine. Isn't that the movie? movie. Oh, my God. Movie. Like, talk to me. <laughs> talk to me, Petey. Talk, talk to, to me. me Petey. Ain't that what the... <laughs> <laughs> Look up, talk to me, Don Oh, Cheeto. man, that's my movie. I put it on my top 20 list. I, it's on mine for sure. Ooh, so, sorry, y'all. But I made a top 20 movie list. I finally have finalized it. We should all make one and share it. We'll yeah, like we should it. definitely we should, do, that. do that. So, yeah, it's definitely We should make there. that episode. Yeah, we should do that. Top 20. <laughs> if y'all do that next time, I'm here. All right. You know. You know. But, yes, you guys, we're here to see podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us. You can tune yeah. back with us next Sunday on the 16th. We'll be doing another evening episode, so just That's stay tuned for that. Sunday, stay beautiful. Stay blessed. That's not next Sunday. Oh, the Sunday after next. Two well, Sundays. Hmm? Two Sundays. Next Sunday Sunday's after, the 8th. I know. So then Sunday after next. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't sorry. mean to. I mean, I didn't, I mean, Sunday's already done, so that's now this Sunday. I didn't mean to mess up your No, you're fine. I don't... <laughs> it's still Sunday, though. So Whatever. Next Sunday is... Stay beautiful, stay blessed. We love you. Holla. Holla back.